Hi there, everybody. My name is Laura Kellen May from ThistleRidgeStables.com and Equestrian Skill Builders on Facebook. Okay, so I started recording. Awesome. I've okay. never used this platform before, so this is new for me, too. All right, I'd like to thank uh, Emily Wolf to come into the studio here today. Actually, I'm interviewing her on Zoom platform. And Emily, I'd like to welcome you to Equine Business Builders. And I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about your business, Heart to Hand Equine Massage. Can you do that for us? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I think it's so good to collaborate and just share what we have, our knowledge. You know, the sense of community is always so important, so I'm so happy to do it. Heart to Hand Equine Massage is just exactly what it sounds like. I'm an equine massage therapist. I work on a range of different horses, everything in every different industry. So from our riding horses to the standard bread industry, some thoroughbreds, heavy horses, pleasure horses and a lot of ponies too so yeah I work on the soft tissue of the body and I've grown my business over the last few years I included dogs and I recently went back to school to become a registered massage therapist to be able to work on my human co-workers the riders were really crooked the riders had a tightness that showed up in the horses every time so this was you know my my intention was to be able to help the horses a little bit more by treating people so yeah it's a two-year program to become an rmt but you said that you could see the horses issues because the riders were crooked and stiff and sore so you've gone full circle there you've started with the horses and you realized well i can make the horse more comfortable and straight but if the rider continues to get on it and the rider's crooked then it's still going to be that circle that the horse is going to be crooked because the rider's not equal so you you've gone full circle there i think that's really interesting for me i realized it was happening in myself when all of my horses had a difficulty in exactly the same way (laughs) you know so i was the common denominator there it wasn't you know that they were all crooked (laughs) you know the same way it was me and i don't use the shoulder and the elbow exactly the same on both sides so my horses unfortunately now that i know i work towards it but yeah they have a difficulty softening and bending to the left which is my stiff side so that is so valuable i haven't done any formal studies on it like it shows up time and time again it even shows up in the the driving horses that i work on the standard bread you mean the standard bread so if one of the drivers has a stiff shoulder or back or something the horses are will get stiff and resist as well yeah it usually will show up in the the neck middle of the neck or the pole you know especially with the drivers uneven hip or something when they have their feet in the stirrups braced out in front of them they're getting uneven pressure through their body too and the horses those horses have such big hearts they're just pulling through it and compensating in their body you know i think that's one of the things that i'm so amazed by every time is that when i put my hands on a horse and i you know i'm examining the tissue i think how is this horse even doing its job and it's quite happy to do its job and it you know it does it every day every time and and that part i have such respect and such compassion for the horses because i think they're just trying to do what we're asking them so if they're not doing what we want we're not asking the right way right you've been doing massage for quite a while now now how did you get started with your riding 
Well, I got started a really, you know, when I was a little, little girl, and I think I, I may have been riding the sheep in the barnyard when my parents decided <laughs> I should uh, take some lessons. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think you're the first that sheep rider, I think. I think somebody told me they had a donkey, but that's the first time I think we had a sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had this long hair you could really hold on to. And and, uh, so my writing career began pretty early. And I think when I was in my late teens, I I had a chance to work with an amazing woman in the Ottawa area, Fiona Henderson, actually. And, And, you know, there's a great community there. And she really taught me a lot about natural horsemanship to see the horse a little bit differently and look a little bit differently and uh kind of was like oh well that set my heart on fire you know I love being in the barn and outside in the lifestyle with horses but I had never looked at it from a different perspective that there was more available to us so I did that for a long time I got a job working at a hunter jumper barn in the a circuit in Toronto great place and we traveled and we showed and we had some nice national level horses and a couple of world cup horses so we got to i was so fortunate because my not only my riding by riding those nice quality horses but by riding a lot of different horses my riding progressed exponentially right exactly and just getting on all different kinds of horses and and the learning curve there too like that industry it's tough we travel and we show and it's every week and so learning it's not it's not nine to five either is it it's five till midnight or whatever it takes if you have a sick horse you got to be there if you're getting ready to go to a horse show well you're it's a tough life lifestyles that particular lifestyle absolutely and it's definitely not for the faint of heart we did long days and at the end of the day like sometimes having a paycheck at the end of the day you know isn't always my motivation right my motivation is to make sure I'm doing a good job for the horses right especially like caring for them and being a groom at a top level show barn you have nice quality horses and it's kind of like whatever it takes to do the best for them you know whether it's traveling with them flying with them the long days the long nights, the early mornings, and you have to have a really good primary purpose, right? A really good team too, because it's such a community. You spend so much of your time and your day and your evening with not just the horses, but the other grooms and the trainers. And and I like what you say. It's a team. It has to be a whole team effort because Absolutely. if you're just there by yourself, it's it's not going to work out. You depend on each other to get things done. Absolutely. So, do you have uh, some new and upcoming projects on the horizon? Well, new and upcoming projects. Right now, I'm just working on doing some videos, some stretching videos, because I'm always giving the same exercises, and I'm constantly, you know, um, that is the one added value I like to leave, you know, for the horses and for the owners as well. Doesn't matter how strong we are, you know, we still have to stretch. Tissue works its best when it's strong in a long position or in a short position. And so often we ride and in the same way all the time. And our horses need to be able to be, have that range of motion within the muscle, right? And that's what keeps the joints happy. So that's where I'm headed. So do you have a website? Yeah, I do. I have a website. It's www.emilyrmt.com. Emily. RMT. 
Emily RMT. So that registered massage therapist. Yes. EmilyRMT.com. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So that's good. So are those videos up on your website now? No, uh, not currently yet. Still okay. working on them. I was actually, you know, we, we did a little bit last year and um, we ran into the winter. So we're going to wait. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So uh, what's your driving force that keeps you going through your projects that you have going on? I mean, you probably have different jobs, you're different horses, you're doing standard breads, you pleasure, you performance, you grand prix horses, you're all over the place. So what's the driving force that keeps you going so that you're always doing that good job? This is a great Great question. And I think it's so important to have a really big why, to have a really big primary purpose, to have something that gets you up in the middle of the night. Right now I'm, I'm waking up you know, around four o'clock in the morning to head out to Guelph once a week, you know, so I can get done there before before they come in and work the horses and my every day when I wake up I sometimes I think why am I doing this for me it's I want to help the horses I've gotten so much in my life from working with them and caring for them that that's what I want to give back I want to be able to give back there so that's what gets me up and I think for anybody who is interested in this business of working with horses to have a really clear why and as yeah. I like what you said before, it's not really the money at the end of the day, although that's nice too, particularly if you're in business, have to put groceries on the table and buy your food and support yourself. But I like where you said it's you want to give back and and you have that why of supporting the horses and making them feel better so they can work and perform better as well. It's not just about the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and like for me... Getting into um, massage, doing the equine massage and becoming an RMT, it's definitely, it was a lot of work. I had a really clear vision of what I wanted to look like and where I was going. I set some pretty big goals and some pretty clear dreams and focus. So I think that's the second part. You need to have a really clear why and really clear action, you know, where are you going, right? Yeah. Like, and a plan. And you, have to, you know, if you have to give a plan too. So if you're starting here and you want to end there, it's all this part in between you have to kind of plan out, right? It's, yes. you know your why, you know where you want to be, and then you just get to where you want to go. Yeah. So are, are, I'm sure that there's other massage therapists out there. So how do you make yourself rise above and different than the other ones? Great question. I think uh, becoming an RMT was part of that, right? So um, you can go- do the full circle thing. It's not just the horses. You get the riders going in there and, and you have a, do you have programs, horse and rider programs? Your horse is stiff on its left side. You've got a sore shoulder. So there's something going on there. You have to do this to your horse and you have to do this to yourself. Do you have kind of programs like that going on too? I don't currently, but I always like to bring it up. When it comes to um, human health care, you know, it's really, I really leave it up to the people to, you know, to be in charge of their health care. Now, a lot of people, if they, if someone suggests to them that it might be their tight right shoulder, will agree that probably is. Either I'll recommend they come see me or they go see somebody who's close to them in their area, right? So, again, like having that good uh community of people I can 
uh, recommend to, you know, whether it's in Ottawa or Guelph or Toronto, uh, if they're not close to me, then I will recommend them to somebody else I know, right? I think that it's so important to be able to, to do both. Not everybody likes to be told what to do, though. So I really keep my focus on working with the horses, you know, doing a good job there. I think that, like, strengthening programs are so important because often with a tight muscle, they develop a weakness. And then it's not going to be fixed right away because the muscles aren't strong in that way. Having a strengthening program, having some uh, tools and maybe a follow-up. It's not always just uh, one massage. So I think building um, and having integrity in the relationship you have with the owner, as well as the horse, of course, is what sets me apart. You know, being there, being available, communicating, following up, touching base, checking on the horse at the horse show, you know, that follow-up is, is uh, essential for all of us. Right. Well, that's really good. That's really interesting. We talked a little bit about this before we started recording. We are involved in the horse industry because we love horses. And sometimes we forget that it is a business. And I like where you said you do the follow-up and you keep in contact with the owners and the horses. So there's always that touching base with people so that you are available for them. Because that is a integral part of the business too isn't it is keeping keeping tabs on your clients to make sure they are okay yeah absolutely i'll often think of a horse that i worked on and i'll i'll touch base that way um, i think that business skills are one of those things you can never learn enough about business it doesn't matter what you're doing business skills are the most invaluable skill we can learn even if it's uh, something simple it doesn't matter what you're doing in the horse industry i think good business is is always uh, important i agree with you for sure yep now you've had the opportunity emily to really grow and develop yourself your personal self and your riding skills and your horsemanship skills and your massage skills and developed a really good business. What do you think the number one thing is holding people back from doing what they want to do? You had a really clear idea, and it was quite clear from speaking with you that you knew what you wanted to do and where you wanted to go. But what are some things that are holding other people back from doing their dream job like what you're doing? I think... That's a loaded question, isn't it? It's definitely a loaded (laughs) question, you know. I had no idea that I liked working with people until about halfway through my my RMT course. I didn't necessarily like the interaction with people, but I had a really big why that got me through the first half of that of school. My primary purpose, my intention was to help the horses more. So I had a really clear reason why. And it gave me direction all the time, like in every step of the way, it's given me direction, whether it's what course to choose, how to build my website, what, where to put my focus during the month or the week or the day. And I think that's what got me through school. It turns out I really like working with people, though, so it's good. It turned yeah. out really well. But if I hadn't have had that clear focus, I had a, a really amazing woman in my life, and she told me, she said, you should always be setting goals. You know, Set a really big goal for yourself. Then set three unrealistic goals. Set three goals that so you, you think. So you set a big goal and then three unrealistic ones. Yeah. 
something to work towards, and then three things that you think you could never accomplish, but put them on the list. I think that gave me the push outside of my comfort zone. That was the greatest gift that I've got in a long time, was to be pushed outside of my comfort zone of, I can't do that, or I don't think that I'm worth it. You know, I don't really like that. I had a clear focus. I wanted to help the horses. So if I didn't like something that would, in the end, it was going to help the horses. Right. I pushed myself outside of the comfort zone to learn how. You didn't mind doing it because you knew it was your end game. Yeah. And so many of us get comfortable, comfortable with our, where we're at with our riding, comfortable with our own aches and pains and to push past that a little bit and think that there might be a different way to do things. Right. My sister always says, she's write your obituary and work backwards from there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a neat tool, right? I mean, you know. What do you want to be remembered for? What do you want people? People to be saying about you when they're at your funeral. Well, I guess that's <laughs> kind of a morbid thing to think about, yeah, but yeah, you know, you want to... Back to having a really clear primary purpose, a really clear focus, and a really big why. Goal setting and reaching towards your goals and reaching towards your dreams, that's what got me here. Excellent. Yeah. So you've had, you, we've talked a lot about your successes, some of the successes you've had. So what's one of your biggest, not so big successes, a uh, flop? Well, it definitely had some flops, but I, I don't <laughs> okay, we'll just restrict it to one. <laughs> I think you know, not trusting myself. That's and, a, so huge. Not thinking that you're doing any good. Is that what you mean? Like when you're massaging, that yeah, yes. thinking that in my experience, self doubt. Yeah, self-doubt. And I mean, I know that the horses pick up on that in five seconds. They take one look at you and they're, and they're like, well, you don't know what you're doing. So we'll see you later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're, they're nervous, you know. And, you know, if I just like trust myself, you know, the horses respond to such like small amount of treatment, you know, they, they respond so well to just even a light touch that, you know, I have to get out of the way in order to be able to help them. And in the times that I have failed, I was definitely in the way, whether I was thinking about something else and uh, wasn't focused on what I was doing and got kicked, or I was trying to do a good job with the owner and I didn't do a very good job taking care of the horse. Myself getting in the way, not trusting. What do you think for people who are in the equine business, any equine business, let's say, what do you think the biggest setback that people face when they're trying to do making their own equine business? So what's a big setback that some people, we talked a few about them, self-doubt seemed to be a big one and not setting goals or having a primary purpose. What do you think big setback is for people starting out? Well, I think when you're starting out, hearing no is uh, a little bit intimidating. But uh, no, you know, it takes a lot of no's to be successful. If you're just starting out, you know, it takes, you have to put in the time and the effort. I did a lot of free massages when I was just starting off and a lot of gift certificates, putting in the time and showing up at events and just talking to people and putting in the time and putting in the energy. Like if your intention is in the right place, I think that it will definitely work out. Excellent. Well, that's good. Getting starting to repeat ourselves a bit here. So what do you think the number one reason people succeed when others don't? Number one reason people, some people succeed, I think is I'm going to say it one more time, right? They have a really big reason why. 
really big reason. They trust themselves. They trust that feeling. They go with it. They don't listen to what other people tell them or what other people say. And they just, they kind of lead with their heart. And with horses, I think that is the most, that is the most effective way to treat them. Yeah. So big reason why. So did along your way, what were some of the major roadblocks that you encountered when you set out? Focusing too much on my uh, office and not getting out there in the world and talking to people. Yeah. That was a big one. I spent all day at the computer and wondered why I wasn't uh, being out there earning a living. Why people (laughs) weren't calling you, right? Exactly, exactly. I think like roadblocks are just opportunities to learn. Oh, that is so good. Roadblocks are an opportunity to learn. I like that. So when was the big aha moment that you knew that you had overcome some of those major roadblocks? When you got your office all set up and your computer all set up, what was that big aha moment when you realized, hey, I got to get out there and do something? The second massage I did on a horse. So I gave him a massage, still a little bit unsure. I went back three days later just to check his progress. It was an entirely different horse. His attitude was different. He was happy. He was eating. He looked like he had gained, you know, 200 pounds. Um, he was standing square on in his back end when he wasn't able to before. He had a, like a nice shine to his coat. That was the moment that I knew that I needed to start getting out of my own way because what I was doing was helping, right? So just that reassessment. Like have another look and follow up. So just trusting in yourself, right? That you're doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, a horse is like every step of the way, even when I didn't trust myself. Horses are such good communicators. They are going to let you know, right? Even even if it's really subtle, like taking a deep breath or a sigh or then something a little more, you know, more intimate. I just, you know, listen to what the horse is trying to tell me. I'll always have success. The more I can get out of the way, the more I can listen to what they're trying to say. I think that's like the biggest side, you know, that I've had is is just listening, right? And, and when I don't know what I'm doing, I sometimes stop and I take a step back and I think, you know, and I'm, I just like wait for the horse to, you know, give me some clues, you know, give me some signs, you know, they might reach around and scratch themselves or they might move towards me because they want more. They're really good communicators. Excellent. 